The Bread and Butter podcast acknowledges the Yagara people and the Turbal people as the traditional custodians of Mainjin, the lands on which we record today. We pay our respects to the Yagara and Turbal elders, past, present, and emerging. Did I say good? Just to get you into it one more time. Maybe just in case. Okay. Go. Bread and Better podcast. Bread and Better Podcast. I feel like I am. <clears throat> Bread and Better Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Bread and Better Podcast. My name is Alex. I'm a podcast producer, a business owner, a mum of three and a freelance feature writer with a focus on women's health and feminism. And I am Tegan. I am a PT, a sports nutritionist and a chef. And in my lifestyle coaching business, I have the pleasure of empowering and educating my clients to become their best version of themselves. Between us, we are the creators, hosts, and producers of the Bread and Better podcast, where we aim to not only discuss the issues that affect us as women, but also how these issues and the way we respond to them may affect those who are influenced by us. So our kids, nephews and nieces, our siblings, our godchildren, and our best friend's kids. We are committed to opening a dialogue where we explore generational patterns in the health, movement, and mindset space and make real change. We believe that better begins with us. Hey, Al. Hey, Deegan. How are you? I'm good. Are you ready to launch straight into the best thing that you ate this week? And I'm sure it will be a good week because it was your birthday. Yes, it was. And I've been really excited to share this with you. So there is this food van in Camp Hill called Apacha Crepes and Gelato. And it's kind of new. We discovered it a few months ago. And since then, I booked her for our school bush dance and um, I'm just obsessed with her. I kind of like follow her around. (laughs) Anyway, the week before my birthday, I asked her where she was going to be on the Tuesday and she said it was her day off and I was like, oh, that's so fine, like enjoy your day off. And she was like, oh, no, why are you asking? And I was like, oh, no, it doesn't matter. Like she kind of like kept going and I said, oh, it's my birthday and I was just going to come here for a little picnic and she's like, I'll be there, what time? Oh, wow. Yeah. So So she came and set up. Specifically for your birthday? Yeah, just for my birthday. Lucky girl thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it was so nice. So we just went with a few of our friends um, and, yeah, we all got crepes. I had the, it's like a salted caramel walnut crepe with a coffee almond ice cream. I love a crepe. I think that crepes are much better than pancakes. A hundred percent. Way better. Yeah, yeah. They are the ultimate pancake. (laughs) I love that. That's such a good little birthday treat. Yeah, it was really nice. It was like exactly what I wanted. So made me very happy. While we are on the topic of your birthday, I might just chime in and give you your birthday present, which I realize isn't probably ideal considering we are an auditory platform. (laughs) However, um, we'll just get your reaction because I think it's pretty cool. Oh, I'm so excited. I love presents. (laughs) Ooh, yay. Here you go. Thank you. We can do a little video. Well, I thought I'd take a photo of you. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Do you love it? (laughs) I love this so much. I feel like I'm going to cry. Do you love it? I love it so much. It's so cool, hey? Thank you. That is amazing. You know, okay, so I'll describe it. Describe it. It is a mug. And first of all, I'm obsessed with mugs. 
I've literally kept mugs since I was 13 years old and it's got our logo on it, Bread and Bitter Podcast. Yay, our so first special. unofficial merch. Oh, my God, thank you. You're welcome. I'd give you a hug, but then I'd have to take my headphones off. And no, we can't do that. Hair. We've got stuff to do. Thank you. I'm glad you like this it. This is amazing. I love it. I'm so happy. <laughs> Oh, I can't wait to make myself a coffee in that. I love a sentimental gift. Yeah. When you said that Kev was really good at gifts, I um, you're like, I'm going to beat him. <laughs> I think I'm pretty good at gifts. You are. That's amazing. Cool. I'm so glad you love it. Thank you. I love it. So what was the best thing you ate this week? So this won't be relevant when we go to air because we are recording a little bit ahead of time. The same with your birthday will be about a month behind. But we did Christmas in July with my family this mm. weekend. And I can't even pick one food item that I had because it was all so delicious but it was just the whole food experience in that we rented this big house and all of my family came to stay and everyone in my family is a really good cook because my nan is a good cook and her mother my great nan was a great cook so it was just all of my family in the kitchen in different times all in there together and my cousin's kids who were six and eight in there learning to cook things and it was really nice yeah and it was just a really firm reminder for me that while we are connecting as a family, it often does revolve around food um, and that it is okay to take time away from your goals for events like that and eat food that is more indulgent Mm -hmm. and just enjoy it. Yeah, I did see the reel you made and it just looked incredible. I saw you had like seafood and roasts and and We did dairy-free and gluten-free food because we have a celiac and we have someone who's dairy intolerant. Oh, my God. So you probably could have eaten a lot of it too. Could have eaten stuff there and the location looked incredible. Yeah, it was beautiful. We were um, in Toowoomba in a really big house. We're going to rent it again. It was really nice. Nice. I thought you were at the beach, but. No, in Toowoomba. And it was unseasonably hot. Yeah. It was really hot. Yeah, Toowoomba's usually really cold. Like I would take a jumper in December. Yeah. But it was hot, which was Real Christmas vibes, so that was nice. That's so nice. What a cool experience for your whole family. Okay, so for today's episode, we are going to have a bit of a discussion and debunk a few of the big diet ideologies that are still out there today. Yeah, so while the industry is progressing, there is still a lot of old-fashioned thinking floating around and there's questions that I do get asked all the time. We are at a point these days as a society where we eat so much poor quality processed food that eating whole foods or real foods actually gets called a diet in inverted commas. Yeah. So that's definitely something that's going to pop up over the course of this conversation. You'll notice that I use terms like poor quality food versus good food or bad food. I don't like food labels. If you call a food bad or junk or clean it implies that there's the opposite and what that creates is an emotional attachment to the food that you're eating, which then could create feelings of guilt or feelings of, you know, that you're better for eating healthier foods and worse for eating poorer quality foods. There's just food. Food is not good. Food is not bad. Some of it provides more nutritional benefit for us and some of us, some of it provides less. And we should always focus on having more of our diet provided by the stuff that provides lots of nutrients and then less of our diet, but still allow for the foods that have a lower nutritional value. So that's our stuff that's 
really processed or higher in fats or higher in sugars. It's not to say that those things are bad and that we should never have them. We should just be more mindful of our intake. I love that. And I think it is such a good way to look at it. And this is all very new to me. And just then when you said attach emotions to food, the guilt thing is something that I've struggled with my whole life and still struggle with a lot today. So uh, this is one of the reasons that I love working with you. (laughs) And I think a lot of people would be able to relate to that, that feeling of eating something that wasn't planned or something that doesn't necessarily have a high nutritional value. But when you learn about the different calorie quantities of food, you'll realize like some things that are really demonized actually aren't that bad. Like someone might feel incredibly guilty for eating a KFC Zinger burger, which is around 430 calories and has a decent protein amount versus mindlessly and make a healthy choice to eat a handful of nuts, which might contain 600 calories. And obviously it's going to be dependent on their goals as to whether either of those are a good choice for them. However, it's just that you can feel guilty about eating one, feel good about eating the other, where you're not really understanding what the nutritional value of both is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so interesting. So on the topic of guilt, I think that one of the biggest ones that people might associate with that is carbs. And that is one of the big things that has affected the name of our podcast. So Tegan, is cutting out carbs a good way to lose weight? I love this one. And it is definitely a big driver of our name. We've got bread and better. So very interesting. And a lot of people will just flat out tell you that the only way that they can lose weight is to cut carbs. I've heard that a lot. (laughs) A lot. A lot. Um, So the reason that people lose weight on any diet. And when we say the word diet in this sort of realm, we are talking about dieting strategies or strategies to lose weight. But when I use the word diet on a whole, what I'm referring to is the food I eat. Yeah. You could have a good quality diet, a poor quality diet. Diet is just the food that you eat. The diet industry has given that a demonized name even in itself. However, the point of today, we are talking about dieting approaches. Yeah. So yes, everybody says the only way I can lose weight is when I cut carbs. Mm -hmm. The reason that they lose weight when they cut carbs is because they're cutting calories. Okay. So the reason, the only reason that any diet works is because you are creating a calorie deficit. And what that means is that you're eating less calories than you burn. Okay. Yeah. That makes so much sense. It's super simple. Yeah. Okay. It's maths. Yeah. It's in versus out. If you want to lose weight, you need to eat less calorie wise, not necessarily volume or certain types of foods. You need to eat less than you're eating before and you need to move more so that you're creating that calorie deficit. Yeah. So when people cut carbs, essentially what they're doing is cutting calories. Okay. And that's the pure reason why they lose weight. I want to tell you why you shouldn't cut carbs. Carbohydrates are our body's number one preferred fuel source. It is where we get all of our energy from in the quickest, most usable way to do our day-to-day life, our exercise, everything that we need to do. So when you think about it like that, it's a pretty bloody good reason to to keep them them in your diet. Yeah. 
Yeah. And essentially as well, you get pretty good bang for your buck um, with regards to how full you feel when you have carbs. So they do absorb a lot of water. Mm-hmm. And that's another reason why people think that they lose weight when they cut carbs is because carbs do hold more water. So they might be just losing water weight. Or yeah. when they have, for anybody that weighs in, if you've ever had a, a night where you've eaten a lot of carbs and then you get on the scales the next day and your weight has suddenly jumped up, yeah, it's because they hold a lot of water. So for every extra gram of carbohydrate you consume, you might hold three to four grams of water weight. So you think, oh my goodness, I've jumped on the scales and I gained two kilos from that huge pizza and pasta meal that I ate last night. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I've not heard of it like put it in that way before. That's yeah. Wild. I so, wish that I knew you in my early 20s. I wish that I knew me in my <laughs> early 20s because I also had all these same ideas as well. Yeah. Um, so the reason that you would gain scale weight the next morning is because you're just holding the fluid in the carbs. It actually takes 7,700 calories in excess to gain a kilo of pure fat. Okay. Which is, I think it's like seven Domino's pizzas on top of your normal food for the day. Oh my God. So if people, if someone had done that, firstly, you just have to be impressed yeah. at your effort. That <laughs> is a lot, lot of food. food. But when you break it down like that, then you can logically say, well, no, this isn't fat gain. This is just fluid gain because yeah. I'm holding more water weight from carbohydrates. Okay. Yeah. That makes heaps of sense. So a lot of people say I'm cutting carbs. That's the way that I'm going to lose weight but they're cutting bread and pasta. They're not thinking about fruit, sugar, sauces, all these things. There's carbohydrates in a lot of things, but people go, I'm going to cut bread, I'm going to cut pasta, I'm going to cut rice, yeah, and I'm going to lose weight. And essentially all they've done is cut the carbs that are giving them the most energy to perform in the next day. Okay, yeah. I think I was telling you before when I was younger and this when Kevin and I moved in together, we were 21 and I refused to eat potato. I would not eat it because I was told and I was so convinced that potato was a bad carb and it was so much better to eat sweet potato because that was a complex carb. And I actually didn't eat potato until I had Oscar. So he, I'm, I had him when I was 26. So I went a long time without enjoying potato. Are you ready to have your mind blown? Yeah. Carbs from potato and sweet potato are essentially the same in an amount. Yeah. Okay. Sweet potato has slightly more fiber and the GI index, it's slightly lower in GI, which we can get into GI in another episode. However, essentially they're pretty bloody similar. (laughs) I deprived myself for so long. Yeah. That's so sad. Totally. As we spoke about on the last episode, it's a really good idea to eat a diverse range of fruit and veggies. So it would be ideal for our listeners to eat white potato one day and sweet potato on another day because then they're going to get that diverse micronutrient range, which is going to be a little bit different. But if you're constantly choosing sweet potato over white potato and you would prefer white potato, you're just making your life harder than it needs to be. We eat a lot of potato now because potato it is, is one of my safest best. foods. It is. It's delicious. And versatile. Yeah. It's bloody versatile. You can yes. do a lot with the potato. Yeah. I love potato anyway it comes. Yes. To be honest. Me too. So yeah, that's the first one. Is cutting carbs a good way to lose weight? It's not the most optimal way. Okay. You are just cutting calories and you could still achieve the exact same result 
by cutting calories in a different way, either cutting portion sizing or being mindful of where you're spending calories in a different way. And if you keep carbohydrates in your diet, odds are your energy levels are going to be a lot better and you'll probably be less of a cranky bitch. (laughs) A a potato-deprived cranky bitch. So if I am going to consume carbs, which you are, which I am, is there a certain time, like, is there a cutoff time? I mean, I've heard a lot of things about not eating after a certain time at night. Is that accurate? Great question. Um, so yes, people will say I can't eat after 6 PM or I can't eat carbs in the evening. Calories consumed at any time of day have the same content. It's not like food consumed after six o'clock at night has double the calories compared to food consumed in the morning. It just doesn't work like that. And our digestion is happening all the time. So obviously if you've ever overeaten, it's not nice to go to bed with a full belly and that might affect your quality of sleep, but it's also not nice to go to bed with an empty belly and that can affect your quality of sleep as well. So I wouldn't discourage anyone from eating past a certain time, especially if your schedule needs you to. The most simple way to look at things is what works for you and what works for your schedule. For example, when I am working at F45, I don't get home till eight o'clock at night and I need to eat my dinner at eight o'clock at night because otherwise I have to eat it at 4.30 in the afternoon (laughs) and I've trialed both. Yeah. Ideally though, I like to eat my dinner at about 6.30 at night and then I like to go to bed nice and early. But there's no magic or terrible thing that's going to happen to you if you eat your food at a certain time of day. Okay, this makes me feel a lot better because I'm big on dessert. I have dessert every Dessert is an everyday food. Thank you. And lunch dessert is a real thing as well. Yes. Oh, my God. Okay, so I've said this to Kat and he's like, no, you were just brought up to think that it's normal to have dessert every night and it's not. And I'm like, yeah, but it makes me feel good. I wait for everyone to go to bed and then I put my show on or I edit the podcast and I either eat those like little moons or there's these gluten-free, dairy-free, chocolate brownie cookie things, and they've got salted caramel inside them. They're amazing. Totally. Yeah, I'll munch on something like that, like probably right before I go to bed. Yeah, and if that makes you enjoy your food for the day, then that's great. So if the rest of your food is, you know, whole foods, you're getting fruit and veggies in, you're getting enough protein, there is absolutely no reason why you can't have dessert every single night. I mean, if you were having a McFlurry (laughs) and that was putting you in a calorie surplus and your goal was to be in a calorie deficit, then that's a problem. However, if your goal was to gain muscle mass at the time, you might be needing to have a McFlurry on top of all of your really good quality foods. Well, you can't have a McFlurry. I just realized it's (laughs) loaded with dairy. Um, But there's no reason to say that you might need to have a food like that to be able to bulk up your calories, to be able to achieve your build. Because you have eaten heaps of protein, heaps of good quality carbohydrates and heaps of fruit and veggies at the end of the day, throughout the course of the day. And that's something that you're having at the end of the day. But I am a firm believer in that dessert is an everyday food. And there's heaps of options out there that aren't, you know, diet hacks of sugar-free jelly and protein custard. Like you could just have a mini Magnum. Yeah. Again, you can't have that. I'm so sorry. (laughs) They have (laughs) dairy-free Magnums, so that's fine. Okay, okay, okay. They're not mini they're um they're massive, but there's definitely heaps of gluten-free, dairy-free dessert options. And I know because I trial them all. Yeah. So again, like eating after a certain time, 
not bad. Eating dessert every night, not bad. Nothing is bad. That makes me so happy. I can't wait for Kevin to listen to this and um, he'll know that I'm right. I even like to have like a little square of old gold. Old gold is my absolute fave. Okay, that used to be my thing. So before I was fully allergic to dairy, when I was just lactose intolerant and I could handle a little bit of dark chocolate, I would have old gold rum and raisin every night. Yeah. It was my favorite I just like thing. the original one. Just I'm just like a real basic bitch nana. <laughs> Yum. I used to have it with like apple, like a cut up apple and like a few squares of old gold. And nice. it was like my routine. I loved it. And that's an awesome, well-balanced snack in that you're having some um, fruit and veggies, which has five. It's going to keep you a lot fuller because the volume is bigger and then you're having your soul food as well. But yeah, I would be very much known to have two pieces of old gold after my lunch as lunch dessert. Yeah. Yeah. I always have lunch dessert as well. Something like a little bit sweet to look forward to. Yeah, definitely. And like, we're not pumping up poor quality food. What we're saying is that there is plenty of room in every day to have some soul foods provided that the rest of your food is coming from good quality sources. And then that just makes what you, whatever nutritional approach or diet you're trying to adhere to more enjoyable. It means you'll be able to stick to it for the long term and get the results that you want and feel your best. That makes me very happy. Can I ask you a question before we move on? Because yep. um, I just need to know, and it's not very important, but what is your favourite McFlurry flavour of all time? So it can be a discontinued McFlurry flavour. Okay, so I didn't like soft serve from McDonald's until about a year ago. I didn't like it. I don't like it. I only like McFlurries. So I, when I was a child, I thought it tasted so gross. And if my friend's mum would buy me one and we didn't have McDonald's close to where we lived, it was an hour away when I was growing up. My, I remember my friend's mum used to always buy us one when we went to swimming Yeah, and I would eat it really fast and then skull water because I didn't <laughs> like the taste, it. but I wanted to be really polite, oh. which that's, you know, probably a bad food mindset thing, but you know, you're a child, you want to be polite. Yeah. And we will teach our children that they don't need to eat things that they don't like to do you be know, polite. Do you know the things I've consumed? I think up until I was about 21, I was so desperate to be polite that I would eat stuff that made me fully sick. Like Kev's dad once made this thing called bunny chow and it's a South African dish and it's a curry made on dairy served in a hollowed out half a loaf of bread. Oh, my God. Is it rabbit curry? No, no, no. It's whatever meat you want it to be. I okay. think it's just called bunny chow. I don't know why. And I once ate it and I was so sick for like two weeks, like violently ill, but I ate it to be polite, which I wouldn't do now. I would just straight up be like, oh, no. So with with dealing with my clients and with myself, there's definitely opportunities where you eat food just to be polite and it doesn't necessarily align with your goals or your tastes even. Mm -hmm. And I think we probably all need to be a little bit more comfortable with A, sharing our goals. And it goes back to what we were saying at the start where we are so used to eating low quality processed food that anyone that's choosing to focus on whole foods and really good quality foods gets labeled as a bit weird or they're mm -hmm. being good or they're on yeah. a diet. Yeah. Or difficult. Or difficult. Yes. And I think we're going, that's a real uh, female thing. And that's something we can discuss when we do our feminism episode. 
because women don't want to be labelled as difficult. So I think it's really important to start opening conversations about your goals or start opening conversations about why you want to eat in a certain way because we are eating foods to be polite and we do have an obesity epidemic and we might be teaching our children that they need to eat foods that they don't enjoy just to be polite and that might be encouraging them to overeat and start to lose their own hunger cues because they're just eating for the sake of, well, you know, my grandma made me this and I need to be polite about it. Yeah, that's so true. We'll definitely delve into that when we do an episode on creating good food habits in children. Yeah, I can't wait for that. Just quickly though, what was your favourite McFlurry? (laughs) Have you had one as an adult now? Oh yeah, so we went back to that. So as an adult, I haven't had a lot of McFlurries and Rhett and I got ice cream the other day and I said that I think just a normal cone is better than a McFlurry. I just enjoy the plain soft serve. Okay. However, they did do a birthday cake one not long ago and it had like this caramel sauce, sprinkles and this custard pie. Yum. Yeah. And I've when, seen that advertised. Yeah. That's and when so uh, my friend Laura was living in this building, we went and got one across the road at McDonald's and it was chef's kiss. Yum. Mine was nerds. Which Ew. Um, no, it was nah. delicious. Nah. Not Don't having it. until you try it. It was so good. It was big when I was in high school and then they just deleted it. Maybe because people had that reaction. (laughs) Yeah. Sounds gross. So the next one, and I think this is a really big fad at the moment and probably over the last few years, but what about intermittent fasting? So again, the reason that intermittent fasting works is because it's creating a calorie deficit. And how it's doing that is it's limiting the window in which you can eat in a day. So for the listeners that don't know what intermittent fasting is, the idea is that you don't eat until a certain time in the day and then you only eat for eight hours. So you might eat for eight hours of the day and fast for the other 16 hours of the day and different variations of that. So the reason that it does work for some people is that it creates a calorie deficit being that you only have eight hours in the day in which you can eat food. It's a smaller window in which you're able to get food in and therefore you eat less than you would eat on a normal day if you weren't doing that. So people do have a lot of belief that this is a game changer. So the reason that I don't love fasting, especially for people that train in the morning, is that you're missing an essential protein feeding window. Yeah. So we're talking about protein intake over the last episode. And what happens when you're trying to build or retain muscle is that you want to be eating protein as often as you can over the course of the day in ideally three to four windows. So if you're fasting, you might only eat it in two feedings. Okay. And even if you eat bigger portions of protein, it's shown that the positive implications of having it isn't as good as if you had it over three or four. So say you're training at six o'clock in the morning, but you don't eat until midday, you've potentially missed two opportunities to have protein in the morning. And that's going to impact your ability to gain muscle mass, retain the muscle mass that you have and potentially recover from your training session. So if you're someone that trains in the morning early and you're fasting, it's probably not really the best approach for you. Fasting can also have some negative implications for hormones in women. So if you are someone that is struggling with your hormones at the moment and you are fasting, I would definitely talk to your doctor and look into if that could be a contributing factor. I had no idea about that. Like with everything, I don't think that we know enough about women's hormones, but I know a lot of women that 
do fast. And I think that um, that would be really important for them to look into. And lastly, this is a big one for me because I eat a lot of fruit and I see on Instagram that you do too, which makes me feel better because I know that one of the big things that we're told is that you shouldn't eat fruit because it's got too much sugar. So to go back to when you were saying you wouldn't eat white potato, were you a big fruit eater then? I ate so much fruit at that stage, especially oranges. I'd have like two oranges a day. I'd have my apple with my old gold at night. I would eat like a punnet of strawberries. So yes, I ate a lot of fruit. Which just shows like carbohydrates get labeled as, you know, white potato, pasta, bread, rice. However, fruit is the basic form of carbs. Yeah. And an awesome form of carbs to get into our day. So people think that they're going to cut carbs. They're almost always talking about those like starchy carbs. Fruit is a carbohydrate and that is fructose, which is the fruit-based sugar. Yeah. Um, However, if you are cutting fruit out of your diet because it has too much sugar, I would ask you if you are a diabetic. Okay. And if you aren't, then there's probably no good reason to be doing that. Okay. So if people are tracking macros, they probably need to be mindful of their fruit intake in regards to if they're going over their carbohydrate intake for the whole day based on their personal goals. However, I would prioritize that coming from fruit as opposed to coming from other refined sugar sources. Fruit is loaded with micronutrients that are essential for our body to function And the best way to get a rich, diverse micronutrient profile is by eating as many different fruits and vegetables as we possibly can. So not eating fruit because it has too much sugar is cutting ourselves off from all the potential benefits that we could get from eating all of these micronutrients that are in the fruit. If you're cutting fruit because there is too many calories and you're in a calorie deficit, then you could also look at the types of fruit you're consuming. So fruit like berries is pretty low in calories and therefore carbohydrates versus bananas, which are higher in calories and therefore carbohydrates. However, there should be room for all of it. And we should be eating about 300 grams of fruit a day, ideally. Okay. So most people think that they have two pieces of fruit and they're like, oh, but is it too much sugar? <laughs> but there's, crazy. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. And can I ask you a question? And we are going to have a segment where you can ask your PT anything that you've ever wanted to know, but have been too embarrassed to ask. And this is probably something that I should know, but I don't. And maybe for the other people that don't know what it is, what is counting macros? Like what's what's macros? Thank you for your question. I always like to say that there is no stupid questions and people often don't ask things because they do think it's a stupid question and that they're going to get laughed at. Yeah. However, ask all your questions. That's why we want to have this segment so that you can send in questions of things you wanted to ask your PT or things you wanted to ask a nutritionist so that we can hash out these things. Because if you don't ask, you don't know. And I shouldn't assume that everybody knows what it is because I remember even when I started my PT course that I didn't know what a macro is. So obviously we know what calories are. Calories are a source of energy. Macros are what make up a calorie or make up our food. There are three macros, which is carbohydrates, fats, and protein. Okay. So you knew what all three of those were. Yes, I do. So macros are just those three things, carbs, fats, and proteins, and they make up our food. Okay. Okay, cool. Oh, well, that's 
that's easy to understand. Yeah, definitely. And not at all what I thought it was. And then we have micronutrients, which is all the vitamins and minerals that we get from the foods that are within those groups. So fruit is a carb, but it might have these micronutrients in it. So think micro, small vitamins and minerals, macros, big stuff, fats, carbs, proteins. Okay, cool. Thank you. Yeah, cool. That makes me feel very happy because I've got a lot of questions for you. So I can't wait to do that segment. And when we do, we'll put up a question box so that you can all throw your questions at Tegan. Definitely. We could even do an anonymous question box so that you don't have to feel embarrassed if you think it's a silly one. That's a great idea. Okay, we're going to segue into a segment. I like that. <laughs> Fun fact, segue was an answer on Jeopardy last night and I got very excited. It was peak nerd Alex. I like it when Dave Woodhead does the segue when he hands over to Hopper and Hing in the afternoon. Oh, yes, yeah. I so love good. that. Yeah, he's awesome. Okay, so Tegan is going to motivate you all with a little bit of Monday motivation because I know that everyone needs that. What have you got for us today, Tegan? Okay. I am full to bursting with these. I love it. (laughs) And my clients have probably heard these all before and they're like, there she goes again. (laughs) So one of my favorite motivational slash mindset hacks maybe is to change your attitude from having an I have to attitude to an I get to attitude. And this is really essential when you're thinking about going to the gym, eating healthy, walking your dog, having to park a little bit further away and walk a little bit further. If you change your mindset from I have to to I get to, everything changes. So instead of thinking I have to go to the gym, that is a chore, that is something that I have to do, I get to go to the gym. I get to move my body. I live in a country where we have gyms readily available I'm able-bodied and I can get there with no problems. I get to go to the gym. I get to improve my fitness. I get to improve my strength. I get to grow old knowing that I've done everything I can to put myself in the best position possible. That's a whole different attitude to I have to go to the gym. I love this and I cannot tell you how relevant this is right now. So I didn't know, obviously, that you're going to say this because we keep a lot of things to ourselves until we record. And yesterday, I think it was about 15 minutes before we were going to pick the kids up from school, Sol lost my car keys. So God knows what he did with them. He was pretending to lock the door and I was kind of like, oh, that's cute, whatever. When made myself a coffee and when I came back, the keys were gone and we couldn't find them. I, oh, here we go. I had to walk to school to pick the kids up and he's very heavy and I didn't have the pram because it was locked in the car. I was going to say in the car. (laughs) We don't live very far away from school. I should um, say that first. It's not too far at all, but it is up and down a big hill. Anyway, I bumped into a friend along the way and I was telling her what had happened and she was like, oh my God, you poor thing, I could have come and picked you up. And I was like, no, that's okay, I get to work out and I'm trying to train for triathlon so this is really kick-starting me and forcing me to do it. And also I have these amazing workout tires that I love and they're fleece lined. You get to wear them. Well, I wear them every day and the other day when it was really cold, these super lovely mums from school, I was chatting to them 
and one of them's a runner and she said, oh, what are they like to work out in? Like, do you get really sweaty? And I said, I don't work out in them. I just wear them because they look really good. Anyway, in the afternoon when I got there, I got to tell her that, yes, they're very sweaty. (laughs) (laughs) I get to. So, yeah, that's that's a, a fantastic example. And if you're struggling to make that change, have a think about who would like to be in the position that you are in. So especially in that one, just to give that exact example, think about the mom that had to start work at 6 a.m. Yeah. She would love to get to walk her kids to school. Yeah. Or think about the lady who hasn't been able to be a mother yet. Yeah. She would love to get to walk to her kids to school. And I think that when you make that switch in your mindset, you're like, fuck, this is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Actually, that reminds me that I had something to bring up on the podcast today. Yeah. What do you get to do later today, Alex? I get to go for a swim with Emmy. She messaged me last night when she was with you and asked if I was free for a swim after we recorded. And I am. So can you please get a picture for the potty Instagram? I will. So for a fun little segment and a little bit more about getting to know us as we are new to this and you are new to our pod, we thought we would do a little interview of one another with some fun questions, which we haven't heard ahead of time. Mm -hmm. So it's all new. All right. Well, I'll go first. Okay. What were you like as a child? Oh, good question. Yeah. I was a little nerd. Were you? Yeah. Wow. I was a real little nerd. Yeah. I was very much um, rules are there to keep us safe. I was very afraid of getting in trouble and doing the wrong thing. I was very studious. I wasn't very sporty. Like I always tried hard at sport, but it's never been natural to me. I've always had to work really hard at it. Wow. That makes me feel so much better. I envisioned you as like sport captain. Like I think really I was sport everything. captain, but remember I went to, oh, well, I don't know if you remember. I don't know if I oh, said yeah, this. Went I went to a, to a tiny school. school. There's yep. probably only two of us running for it. <laughs> I was, well, in high school, I wasn't sports captain. Actually, was I? <laughs> I was school captain in year 10. Were you? There, again, there was only six of us. Uh, Okay. All right. That was my dream. I don't think I was even. I was on the debating team. Were you? That's impressive. I was a nerd. Yeah. I mean, in high school, I was popular, Mm -hmm. but the people in our school that were popular were very studious. Really? Yeah. And then, well, in high school, then I kind of went a little bit rogue. (laughs) But as a child, giant nerd. Wow. Mine for you. Okay. What is your biggest accomplishment to date? That was going to be one of my questions for you. I'm so glad. I'll get out of town. Yes. My biggest accomplishment to date. Jesus, can I have a second to think about this? (laughs) Well, not really. (laughs) Um, Career-wise, my biggest accomplishment, I think, is having an essay that I wrote published in Pop Matters, which is a, and you know how much pop culture means to me. Yeah, so, perfect title. Yeah, well, Pop Matters is a New York pop culture website. That's so cool. Yeah, and I wrote this essay about post-feminism and the bold type, which is a TV show that I love. That was a pretty big deal and I'd say, yeah, that's probably one of my biggest accomplishments. Love that. Mm. Okay. What is your favourite thing about yourself? Ooh, this is a hard one. (laughs) I would say at the moment it's my impact on others. Yeah. So I have this quote which is on my vision board behind us 
um, which is the biggest flex is how many lives you can positively impact. Oh, I love that. And I just love that. That's more important to me than money and status. Um, And I feel like I am really living that at the moment. So I'm pretty proud of that. Yeah, you definitely are. Thanks. (laughs) This is nice. This is so nice. So mine's not, my next one's not like a nice one. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So my question for you is what makes you irrationally angry? Okay, I have two and they're kind of similar. So my first one is people who walk slow in the shopping center. Oh yeah. Getting stuck behind them. I actually have on occasion, and I apologize if any of you are listening, I have clipped people with the pram. Psycho. (laughs) By accident. I have two modes and it's either a hundred miles an hour or leisurely stroll. So I could probably be You're one of those people. Either of them. (laughs) I just always walk with determination, especially at the shops. Yeah, I do do tend to do that more so because I'm usually there for a reason. I don't really like shopping. I love shopping, but shopping with the kids is horrific. So I just want to get in and get out of there. Yeah, fair. Mm. Yeah, that is annoying. It's very annoying and I feel like just like anger rising the longer I'm stuck behind them and I try and get around them. And then people who walk like in groups of like five and block off the whole section. That's really annoying when you're running. So inconsiderate. Yeah. And people will walk like five or well, not even five, like three wide and take up the whole path when you're trying to run oh. and they're just having like a stroll. I don't understand. It's so rude. Fraz and I were actually talking about this on our run this week Yeah, and how like men will not move oh. if you're coming towards them. And I tagged her in a meme that was like, accidentally used my husband's cologne. Now I can't get it out of the Ah. way when people are walking towards me. (laughs) That's so good and so true. And we can touch on that in our feminism episode. Okay. And the other one, this makes me sound like a really impatient person. The other one is people who don't immediately drive when the light turns green. And I will honk. They're usually probably checking their phone. Mm Mm-hmm. People who look at their phone when they drive makes me very angry. Yeah, it's very bad. I think I give people maybe like three seconds and then I honk. See, I'm like the uh, like awkwardly polite person that's like, come on, any minute now. <laughs> I'm not. Brett's like, give them a honk and I'm like, they're going to go soon. <laughs> yeah, get, so Kev's you. And like I have on many occasions lent across and honked myself. Why in such a hurry? Do you know what I tell um, myself all the time? And I was actually going to get a tattoo of this when I was really struggling with anger. Um, there's this show called Cougar Town. Have you ever watched that? No. Okay, so it's an older show and it had Courtney Cox in it. Not important. There's this one episode with Jennifer Aniston in it and she's a really bad, like, psychologist, but she does have these, like, little techniques and she goes, my anger is a red balloon. I simply let it go. And so, oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I envision myself, like, blowing all of my anger into a balloon and then letting it go. I even have a playlist called Red Balloon. Oh, it's got Red Balloon on there? Yes. And, 99 uh, Red yes, Balloons? Yes, yeah. That's Kev's favourite song of all time. I really like that song. Yeah, Kev's obsessed with it. Do you know what mine is? What? Semi Charm Life by Th- Third Eye Blind. That's my next question. What your favourite song of all time? Oh, my God. <laughs> Am I in your mind? <laughs> right. I was like, oh, this is a good question. Yeah, it is definitely one of my favourites. What's okay. your favourite song? Okay, so <clears throat> I have a list of Alex's top 25 favourite songs of all time in order so that if anyone ever asks me this question, I'm really prepared. Um, but I'm not going to tell you all 25. I'll oh, thank God. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm like, this is something very important to me because music is my life. My favorite song of all time is Girl from the North Country by Bob Dylan and Johnny Cash. And it's actually a recording that has a mistake in it. One of them says the wrong word and then like fixes it. And I just, the music note at me just lives for that. That's so. just a fun little Easter egg, isn't it? Yeah. Next question. Next question. This one's a bit um, off kilter, so feel free to not answer it. Do you have any weird habits? Uh, do I have any weird habits? Rhett would probably say yes. <laughs> I never put the toilet roll holder in the bin when it's empty. I put oh. it on the I put it on the basin, and it pisses him off to no end. My kids do that, and it. Kills I mean, there's a bin me. right there. I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> You just so you're like one floor. Yeah, like I think, oh, I've got plenty. <laughs> also, oh, no, that's not a weird habit. That's just a floor. I have a terrible sense of direction. Ah. I think the toilet roll thing is probably my worst, my worst weird habit. Yeah, wow. All right, what is your next question for me? Um. So what is your death row meal? Oh, I love this. Death row meal. And you could like, if you want to, you could have multiple courses. Okay, cool. My death row meal is, okay, one time at Key Restaurant in Sydney on the harbour, I had this quail wrapped in prosciutto and I think about it so often. <laughs> I had it when I was like 18. Like it was a long time ago. Yeah, that that's a true death row meal, yeah. like something that stays with you. Yeah, so that would be my entree. <laughs> oh, that's entree. Well, if I'm going to be um, on death row, then I'm going to want to eat a lot. Go big. Yeah, because. You're going out with a full stomach. <laughs> and I'm not going to suffer the consequences of being sick and I can eat whatever oh, I want. you can eat whatever you want. <gasps> Game changer. Oh, that changes it so much. Oh, I'm just going to spit out a few. Okay? Hopefully there's not too much of a period between when you eat and they execute you <laughs> because you might be in trouble. Throwing up. It needs to be immediate. <laughs> immediate. Yeah, kill me straight afterwards. I would have a fillet of fish. Oh, I really love fillet Do of fish. Oh. It's really controversial. I love them. My friends and I like fillet of fishes yeah. and I put it on my story as a poll once. Did you? Because people were like, that's a weird oh, no, they're McDonald's order. And I'm like, it's really good. Yeah. You can give. Oh, no, we can't. No, we can't. Maybe I, I actually make gluten dairy free ones and they're pretty good. They're not McDonald's good, but they sure good. they are. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Um, and, oh, so Kev and I uh, eloped and for, so we, we actually just got married in our favorite cafe with four of Four people who were our friends at the time. And then we went for Ar- to Aria for dinner. You really immerse yourself in cafe culture. I re- <laughs> You've made it your whole personality. <laughs> my whole personality. I have. Yes, it's it's a bit odd. But, um, yeah, got so married you- at our favourite cafe on a Sunday afternoon and then for dinner we went to Aria restaurant, which I don't think exists anymore, which is so sad. But I had this dinner and it was like trio of pork and it had pork belly and I just – Love pork belly anyway it comes. So pork belly too. Yeah, probably be like pork belly, fillet of fish, prosciutto wrapped uh, quail. This is a feast. Feast. Do you want a dessert or are you just going to Yeah, no, I want mains? a dessert. Um, probably apple pie and ice cream. Oh, basically. I reckon, yeah. Yes. Yeah, my nan used to. Would you have a um, drink? Oh, yeah, I would have a drink. What would I have? I'd probably have a Coke. Full to sugar? be honest, yeah. Full, oh, there is no other way to have Coke. I don't think my little sister drinks Diet Coke, and I know that's a whole TikTok thing. Is like Diet Coke's the new Gen Z culture, but is it? Yeah, it's like a. Thing. I was. I've been a Diet Coke girl for years. Have you? Well, there you but go. I kind of recently switched to Coke Zero only because Diet Coke's not very available anymore. Yeah, I don't like 
Coke Zero. I used to love vanilla Coke when we were in high school. Did you ever have Cherry that? Coke. Did oh. you ever have cherry Coke? And the lemon Coke. I love weird combos. So like I used to stick my McDonald's um, fries into my straw and drink my Coke through it. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a bit of a, like people do, do you know that. what it's giving? What? The shit that gets in, stuck in the bottom of the sink oh. when, you, when you're washing up. Fuck. No, it's yummy. You should try it. No, I won't be doing that. It's really good. No, that's firm, no. And I used to dip my chips into my soft serve too. Yeah, everybody does yeah. that though. Did, okay, you see that? Did you see the thing on TikTok where they were getting two hash browns and putting a McFlurry between? That sounds delicious. Mm. Do you know what I love? I used to eat like dairy milk chocolate in between Doritos. You are weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's really yummy. I love like salty and sweet stuff. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the Bread and Better podcast. We trust that you have enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed making it. Make sure that you like or subscribe to our YouTube channel. We don't have a YouTube channel. <laughs> I just fucked that up. Always wanted to say it. Make sure that you follow or subscribe wherever you're listening so that you can be the first to find out when our next episode drops. And if you want to support us, the best way to do that is to... Send us money. (laughs) Send us money. We'll have to set up a Patreon. Uh, No, but if you do want to support us, the best way to do it is to share it with your friends. Tell them all about it. You can leave us a review. Even just sharing us on Instagram would be amazing. Uh, and you can follow us on Instagram at Bread and Better Podcast. That's it from us this week, guys. Have a great week and we will see you next Monday. Thanks, guys. The Bread and Better Podcast is brought to you by oh, yeah. Productions. Yeah.